Grabbing a Pepsid. He's got serious heartburn going on. He can't even talk. His chest is on fire. I probably do have some heartburn issues. Hey, did you see the new episode of Hot Ones with Ben Shapiro? No. It's pretty funny. Can't make it past the Frank's Red Hot. That's interesting. Uh. That they had him on. Yeah, they're supposed to have Nick Fuentes on next. So they're they're bridging the gap. They're breaking barriers. I guess I just, I didn't assume Hot Ones was a liberal show. <coughs> WWE sus moments. Is this supposed to be like a? I don't know. See that that's kind of ingenious actually that they get. Like people, people, people hate on. Yeah. It's like, well, we get to see them suffer. Um, but also, I was about to say giving them a platform, but I don't think the hot sauce show is really like a platform for spreading uh any horrendous shit. Who is Rich Campbell? Rich, I don't know. Hmm. Who cares? Now let's take a look at those uh now we're not gonna watch the video, but just look at the the graphics on wrestling video games from nineteen eighty three to two thousand twenty three. David, you don't have a YouTube account? Uh, yeah, I do, I just don't sign in. I oh, mean, okay. YouTube on my T V pretty much knows what I like. Hey, what do you think of this sweater that I spilled coffee all over? It looks cool. Thanks. It's I, cozy. I, I consider it my like Rocky sweater. Yeah. When I put it on, I feel like Rocky. Yeah. Usually, I go to sleep when I put it on, you though. Feel Italian. So it's kind of the opposite. The what? You feel Italian. You kind feel of. Like uh, a Philadelphia kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Philadelphia, I'd, this is a little bit of visual content just for you. I wanted to show you this last logo. Oh yeah, you have shown me that one before. David likes to ask me what I think about basketball logos. This one. It's a Philadelphia 76ers Benjamin Franklin logo. Yeah. Where he's dribbling the ball. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's kind of dope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Do you do you feel like Rocky ever? Uh, you like eat raw eggs? No, I feel more like Arnold most of the time. Oh, okay. That's cool. There was a period at work where uh, I just, I don't know. There was a period where I really didn't like my... Well, I you know, no one really likes their job. But there's a period where I really loathed it. And I felt like uh, the Terminator in Terminator 1, when he's looking for Sarah Connor. Yeah. Remember that face he's making? Hmm. He's no. like looking pissed off. That's kind of the face I was unintentionally making a lot at work. <laughs> um, Running over kids' Tonka trucks. Nice. Yeah. You had a resting Terminator face. Mm-hmm. RTF. I might watch the Terminator later, if I get time. It's a sick movie. Terminator later. You're going to check out James Cameron's... How about... Forget the old James Cameron movies. Yeah. We're all about Avatar 2 now. Is that out already? Are you going to see it? Uh, it is out, actually. I'm going to yeah, see it, It's out it, this I weekend. I, I think when. I'll make it out to the theater to see it, yeah. I don't remember the first Avatar movie at all, though. I watched it um, again recently. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned it on the last episode, actually. Did you like it? Not really. Hmm. 
I liked some of it. I liked about half of it. And then, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did talk about it because we were talking about Marvel movies and how, like, the last hour is always, like, a wash of boredom. Yeah. It's like eating unsalted saltines. I don't know what that was supposed to be, but uh, I think that's just the sound of Captain America MMA fighting a guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, um, that sounds like, uh, you sounded kind of like a Street Fighter character or something. Yeah, I guess that's about right. Um, I got your back, Cap. I don't know. I, I don't say that either. It's funny, I like that? to make fun of Marvel movies. Was that haven't... Gambit? No, Gambit's Cajun. You know, I found out the other day that Daredevil is blind. <laughs> you didn't know that? That's like I, the big thing about him. I, I had no fucking clue. It's a superpower. <laughs> I had literally no idea. It's a superpower as you can't see. <laughs> I was watching a video about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. And they brought up... What was it, Red Letter Media? Yeah. They brought up, like, the Daredevil's origin story about him becoming blind because of radioactive waste or... Splash I, in his eye, yeah. There was, like, hair, someone sprayed hairspray in his eyes or something. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I was like, wait, what? Okay. I always thought he was just, like, Red Batman or something. Like, he didn't have anything really special like about Spider-Man him. Spider-Man than anything. He was just into, um, I don't know, like, jumping around and shit. Yeah, he's kind of twisted. He likes the devil. Yeah. Um. So. So I guess. Kind of fucked up that he he fixed that logo, but is also a devout Catholic. Daredevil. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's religious. He's a Catholic, he, I think. He fucks with the Pope. Yeah. His origin story was protecting. He was defending all those priests that. Uh, oh, what's I just remember I have a really cool Daredevil comic that I never finished reading. What happens? Uh, he be his house blows up and he becomes homeless. Oh my god! Yeah, and he's his costume is gone and he's just like in like a big puffy eighties coat. He's the blind man on the street. That sounds cool. Yeah, I gotta find it. The art's really cool in it. This guy, I think his name is Brian Mazzuchuli, Mazzuchola, Mazzuchuli. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> but it's very cool art. That sounds. That's going to be your winter uh, fashion inspiration. Is blind homeless daredevil? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want to get a new winter jacket, if you find that, send me a pic. Okay. I mean, I could probably look it up the art right now. Yeah. You need a new jacket, like uh, what kind? What are we um, talking? Maybe uh, leather. What about your leather duster? I don't have a leather duster. Um, I don't know about that. Your brother has one. Well, you can have his. He doesn't. He lives in China. He's not using it. You could do a uh, Gore-Tex jacket. I've seen those. They're quite expensive, but I mean, I assume here's they work the iconic well. image. I think from it. You want to look like that? Yeah, isn't that art cool? That is pretty cool. So yeah, Daredevil's blind. News to me. News flash. You know, I used to really love Daredevil. He was my favorite Marvel character. How do you like the, the movie? <laughs> ben Affleck one? It sucks. Mm. It's terrible. What about the director's cut though? People like that one, right? Uh it's Or that must I be think a... it's overrated. That... It's like it makes more sense as a movie when you watch it like mm. that. Okay. But it's like still like whatever. That seems like the uh Green Lantern 
situation. Is there a director's cut for the Green Lantern? Yeah. Weirdly, I've seen that. There is a really cool scene in the director's cut of Daredevil. Okay. It's uh, Matt Murdock out of the costume scene where it's like, there's like a, in the director's cut, there's a whole legal case. He's tr- there's like a guy who's being framed for murder and he's trying to get him off. Okay. Because he doesn't think he did it. So he's trying to get information out of this guy who no- he thinks- OJ? It's OJ Simpson. Okay. Yeah. Um, this does sound better already. <clears throat> yeah. So he's uh, trying to interrogate- uh, Kato Kalin. Kato Kalin. Yeah. So he's trying to get information out of him. So like uh, Kato Kalin's getting his car, but Matt Murdock's already in the car behind the driver's seat. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> he's like, hey, thought I'd give you a ride home today. <laughs> he's like, so just help me out here. Which one's the which one's the drive? And he puts it in reverse and backs up into a car and it just keeps crashing into stuff. He's like, all right, all right, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet scene. That does sound cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they cut they cut that out of the movie. That's such a cool scene. <laughs> his name is Ryan. I thought you said his name is like Ryan Mastacholi or whatever. That's the artist's. Oh, okay, okay. Matt Murdock is the character. Daredevil's real name, yeah. His government. Yeah. Is Matt Damon in the movie? No, K- unfortunately. That would be cool, wouldn't it? If he played Bullseye instead of Colin Farrell. Oh, it's Colin Farrell? Yeah. He's not very cool. He's kind of annoying in the movie. That sucks. I love Colin Farrell. He is cool. I love him in uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh, yeah. When he's talking about beating off his dad. Yep. <laughs> Sadly, uh, kind of a middle-of-the-road movie. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember liking it. I don't know. I thought it was going to be better than The Lobster, but I'm like, this is just kind of the same shit. What was That guy made another movie, right? Yeah, the favorite. How was that? It was better than those, but still not like that good. Remember the scene where uh, Colin Farrell's blindfolded spinning around with a shotgun? Yeah. That seems pretty funny. Just, <laughs> that image. Yeah, he should have played Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, Yorgos Lanthimos was like. Think if you were cast as Daredevil, what would he do? <laughs> now, action. Well, I don't know. I, was play- I played Bullseye. I can, I'm in bullseye mode. <laughs> you, so you're asking me to play... No, that doesn't sound Irish anymore. You should see that new... Uh, so you're asking me to play bullseye if he was also Daredevil? <laughs> you should check out the that new movie he's in, Banshees of Inishirin. Is that I, an Irish movie? I think you'd like that one. Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. It's him. It's Brennan Gleeson. There's a, there's a cute donkey. Kevin Bacon. The donkey kicked Colin Farrell on the set, apparently. And he survived? Yeah, he was fine. It, like, messed up his knee for a couple days. Oh, it so. didn't kick him in, like, the head or anything? No. Colin, I guess Colin Farrell's, like, a runner, and he had to, he had to take a couple days off. Damn. But, uh... Fucking... What, what, what the fuck was I gonna say? Yeah, what were you going to say? I don't remember. Did you watch Emily the Criminal? Nope. Do you have any attentions on it? Maybe. I don't know. I tried watching a little bit of it after I watched The Conversation. 70s classic I watched recently. Yeah. Um, And it got to a scene where I realized like, there's a fundamental thing that new movies do that they didn't do in the 70s. I think... Mm. 
annoys me about modern movies. So there's a scene where uh, she's trying to get a uh, a job interview, but she has like a criminal record that she kind of lies about. So they yeah turn her down, and then it shows her going to her food service job, and they're playing like dramatic music over her putting on gloves. Hmm. You know, it's like this. At, well, I mean, not dramatic, but it's atmospheric and like setting the tone for her putting on gloves like to start boom, her boom, 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 Yeah, boom, 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 and it's like close up on her hands as the latex goes over, and it's like. Yeah, kinda. But it's like in the seventies they wouldn't have done that. It would just be played silent. Yeah. You know? I think there's too much music in movies now. If it was the every scene has to be scored and it's like Yeah. Cut it out. Just have this scene play silently. It'll What would it be I like think if it's if easy it was to get invested that way? Like the early two thousands. What what do you mean? She's put on the gloves to be like, or like, maybe that'd be the nineties, early twenty tens. It'd be like, sorry for party rocking. Be like, drunk girls. It'd be like, all of the lights. What about if it was the 30s? It'd be like. What if it was uh, the 60s and it's like. What is, oh, is that Gimme Shelter? Whoa, give me gloves now. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Um, Not every scene has to be scored by music. Yeah. If it was the 70s, it'd be like... Well, you said it'd be silent. Yes, that's right. Not silent entirely. It'd be like ambient noise of what's actually happening. It'd feel more natural. You'd hear like clutter. You'd hear like, you know, the cash register opening. You'd hear like footsteps yeah you just hear like background noise like people someone like someone having a conversation 20 feet away right now i only watched like three minutes of emily the criminal maybe it's a good movie but that's just one thing i saw that's like that i don't like that that's gotta that's gotta cool it with that yeah well the music's like we want you to feel bad for emily yeah and it's like you don't need the music it's like it is it, I don't know. It feels like a stunt. Not a stunt, but it feels like a a crutch to like... No, I get movies. it. You feel like, like you're being stunted on. Yeah. All right. I've been getting a lot of Aubrey Plaza recommended stuff. I don't really know why. I watched like one video. I think she's a good actor. I don't think I've seen her in enough stuff. She was in the new season of White Lotus. Good stuff. I think I've what? only seen like the the stuff ever like Scott Pilgrim and like some episodes of Parks and Rec. Dude, you see the White Lotus season finale? Everyone's no, I don't watch White it. Lotus. It was nuts. I not that I I just don't have HBO Max, so I can't. I hear it's a good show. These gays are trying to murder me. That's a line in it. Yeah. See, I wouldn't know. I didn't watch the show. Damn, damn. Damn it. Oh well. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't seen it. I don't watch it because I don't want to waste my time, Dan. Become another casualty Become another of society. Person. Become another person. 
come under the casualty of society. There's that's a two that's an early two thousands crossover. <laughs> Master of Disguise was missing uh some forty one song for sure. My mom's the doctor told my mom she should have had an abortion. Abortion. I can't. You know what's funny about? I don't know. I've been thinking about the lyrics of that song a lot lately, and it's like sick of being told to. Uh, I think it's like a. Is there a lyric like like a? I know I'm not the guy you thought you knew back in high school. Something, something, something. Been sick of being told to act my age. It's like, <laughs> so you're acting like a different teenager than <laughs> they knew in high school? <laughs> I don't know. Pop punk sucks. Really fucking hate it. It can. No, it does. Uh, nah, I like it in spite of myself sometimes. Really? Yeah. I mean, what? What do you consider? I mean, there's like a lot of Psalm shitty. 41. There's a lot of bad pop punk, but like. What about no doubt? I don't think of them that way. I but mean, sure. I, I think you could argue that they're pop punk. They're not what I'm talking about. Though. Like them, Green Day's a good band. Yeah, they have been a good band. Or a good band. At some point. In 94. Um, <laughs> and no doubt, I guess you could say that, but their music's more interesting. What are, We like a lot of... We don't like a lot, but we like some contemporary pop punk, though. That's not what I'm talking about either. I, yeah, you're right, but I guess like the bands they liked or inspired them, maybe. You're talking about like the dregs of pop punk, the Sum 41s of the world. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the groomer core bands. The, <laughs> the um, opener on the no, Weezer. I'm not like the boys you know, I'm older. You're talking like the opening acts on the Weezer Cruise type of bands. Yeah. This isn't even really an interesting topic. I just think that stuff's really annoying. Yeah, let's talk about the conversation. Yeah. You seen it? it? Yeah, I've seen it. I did like it. You know, I liked it so much, I got to watch it again. Mm. Like, I have to. Because there's, like, um, one thing also I, I respect about that movie doesn't, like, lay everything out. It's very, you know, it's very much like Blowout. What's like the gist? It is like blowout. What's like the gist of the conversation for people who haven't seen it? They are talking about the conversation in. It's all about surveillance. Yeah. But the conversation they're listening to is about whose penis is bigger. Yes. No, just kidding. Um, No, that's literally what happens. Yeah. That's why uh, Gene Hackman gets pissed off and destroys his apartment because he finds out Harrison he, Ford's he, penis is he bigger finds than out, his. He finds out that three inches isn't the average. <laughs> <laughs> he gets really paranoid that everyone's... He's, there's a lot of scenes of him at urinals, like, really guarding his shit. <laughs> Gene Hackman's really good in that movie, though. Yeah, it's pretty good. I didn't pick up on, though, one thing. I was very sleepy watching it, that he he was responsible for three people's deaths before. I don't remember that part. It's been a while. I had to watch it in like a film class, so I was also really sleepy. But by the time it ended, I'm like, I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. The one. ending is great. Yeah. When the toilet's backing up with all that blood. Yeah. Who 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 amongst us hasn't been there? Yeah. What was the other one you got? Crimes and misdemeanors. Yeah. Also a very good movie. You liked that one? Also about a murder. Mm. Okay. I haven't seen that one. 
Martin Landau is terrific in it. Sam Watterson, Alan mm-hmm. Alda. Oh yeah, it's a great cast. Um, but more importantly, we saw a movie the other day. Yeah, the motherfucking Fablemans. We saw the Fablemans. So it's been um, almost a week since we saw it. What do you think of it at this point? It's a good movie. It is a good movie. I had some issues with it. I kind of couldn't believe it was as good as it was. So any issues I had, I'm like, I kind of overlooked this just it's because it's like... It's a little hokey. Yeah. But I mean, it's... Uh, it's a Steven Spielberg, so it's like... He's always been a little... Yeah, some some is forgiven. Not always been a little hokey, I don't know. But, uh... Oof. What? What's wrong? Uh, we did a really good review of conversation. Didn't explain what it's about at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. Just described one scene. It's about a dick measuring contest. <laughs> described one scene of uh, blood coming out of a toilet. <laughs> yeah, check out the conversation. Um, yeah, it's a very early. I mean, it's, it's a, interesting to see Harrison Ford in like a completely a, different type of role. Yeah. Um, and it's a Francis Ford Coppola movie. Yeah. Made in the middle of the dang Godfather. Yeah. Between the first and second one. And uh, San Francisco f- uh, film. If that means anything to you. I like movies that take place in San Francisco. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah. Bullet. Bullet. The first Dirty Harry movie. Zodiac. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The sweetest thing. I don't know if the original... Mm-hmm. Uh, invasion of the Body Snatchers takes place in San Francisco, but oh, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't really care about that one. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. D. Yeah. The sweetest thing. That movie where the the girl's giving someone head and then her tongue piercing gets st- stuck. I think, and I can't remember. Fuck that movie. Full House. Uh, anyway, back <laughs> to the Fableman. Um. You know, after I, like, the couple days later, I was, I went on Steven Spielberg's Wikipedia page. Yeah. And I read his whole, like, early life section, which is about two paragraphs. Yeah. Pretty much hit every major uh, point in the Fablemans. Hmm. Paul Dano is actually his dad? Yeah. Wow. Paul Dano has a His mom fucks the monkey. (laughs) You think something was going on with that monkey? Yeah, for sure. I mean, she named him after the guy that she wanted to bang. Yeah, Seth Rogen. So I don't know. Rogies. Just a theory. It it's the it was subtext. It was implied. There was a lot of subtext in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to the big subtext later about the ending. Uh, what the ending means. What the whole movie means, basically. But uh. Yeah, so it's just like a autobiography, kind of a semi-autobiographical movie about Steven Spielberg's life, uh, moving from Jersey to I Phoenix. The, to I thought LA. the little kid at the beginning. Or not LA. They, where did they move? They moved to Phoenix, and then no, they no, moved no, to the like Latin. Northern California. Okay, yeah, no Cal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where all the freaks live. Yeah, North North. You think they're freaky in Los Angeles? <laughs> Wait till you get to Northern <laughs> wait till you get California. To, wait till you get to Sacramento, Chief. 
So the closer you get to Oregon, the more fucked up the people are. Mm-hmm. Um, They're all like Bigfoots and stuff. I thought the most interesting part about the movie was <laughs> like that scene, the montage scene where it's like him looking over the footage he'd taken of all those like vacations and picnics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Seeing how close uh, Seth Rogen and his mom were. Yeah. That was the best part of the movie, I think. That was pretty good. Yeah. It was like a little detective story. Yeah. Um, I thought what I thought was going to happen was I see my thing was I assume Paul Dano knew yeah that his wife was trying to bang his brother it's not his brother it's not no they're just friends why do they call him Uncle Benny then I mean that's like a normal thing you know everyone has like a family not a family like a person that's around that they just call uncle I don't know if everyone does. Uncle Scott Hall? <laughs> I don't call him that, though. No, people do have that, though, in their family. Or, or like, not family, but, like... No, uh, that's true. I acknowledge that, I guess. Okay, maybe... This is one of those... minded Dan. This is here. another one of those fucking movies where there's, like, something that's really obvious to everyone else, and I'm like, no, th- I but thought they, they were... Exp- the grandma says he's not your uncle. Well, maybe she disowned him. No, that's not. She says <laughs> you're not related to him. <laughs> Verbatim, she says that. <laughs> it's in the first five minutes of the movie. Okay, so what, Uncle Boris, was he Was he literally their uncle? In what? The, the part you fell asleep for. Oh. Yeah, he, probably. He was literally their uncle. I know that for a fact. So what the what's with this movie? There's what, Uncle Benny isn't their uncle, but Uncle Boris is their uncle. Yeah, you know what? Fuck the fable man. It's just too confusing. <laughs> this movie sucks. Yeah. Um. Fuck. You know those bully. You know, did you ever get like, you know? I never mind. <clears throat> I did not like the bully characters. I didn't like him getting bullied, and I think Steven Spielberg probably could have fought him back. Well, I mean, he's like making this movie decades later yeah he finally gets his chance to like have revenge on those guys and he didn't really get revenge on them no it's very like he could have done like uh he brings the monkey to school and like locks him in a closet with the monkey yeah his revenge is very like uh next time you see your bullies they'll be asking do you want fries with that kind of thing (laughs) that annoying i just kind of assumed like when he's getting his ass kicked i'm like okay so this is based on reality, the actual anti-Semitism he experienced in high school. Yeah. So now he's going to be the uh, fucking bear Jew from Glorious Bastards thing. and destroy them. Another thing is like, what's your name? Sammy? What's your last name? Fableman? And it's like, see, I told you he's Jewish. And it's like, is that really? <laughs> like, how would you know that's a Jewish last name? I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I didn't even put together. Like, when I saw the name of the movie, I didn't even put together, oh, it's a family name. You know? Right. Like, I've never heard that name in my life. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Fair warning. I think we might have to cut this episode short because my battery's going to die. Right now? Not, no, not like right this second. I'm at 33%. So we have, uh, we say I have at least 15 minutes, I think. <laughs> well, how long are we going? Well, we're at like 30 minutes right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just uh, get everything in about the Fableman. Yeah, we've really just danced around saying any actual 
things about this. I don't know. I don't really have anything to say about it other than it's like if you like movies, I'd recommend it. Yeah, if you've seen a movie before. If you're interested, if you're like interested in Jewish culture and also filmmaking and Steven Spielberg, I'd say you might like The Fablements. I had... Okay. We should talk about our theater experience too. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute here. You know, one issue I had is it, it does something that I don't like, which is when young characters talk like adults. Yeah. You know, like I kind of had this issue also in Bryce and Ellis's new novel, The Shards, where a 17 year old boy uses the word centrifuge or something like that. <laughs> like, this this kind of operation is going to require a bit of centrifuge. Like, who fucking talks like that at 17 years old? Oh, yeah. Anyway. But like the way they're talking about their parents' divorce in the movie. Yeah, there. Like, yeah, there was that one scene where they're speaking with like ex- intense emotional maturity. They're talking like forty-five-year-olds. Yeah, that like, like a thirteen-year-old girl probably wouldn't have at that point. But yeah. I guess maybe the idea is like, oh, when your parents get divorced, you grow up fast or something. I don't know. But it's literally like ten minutes after they find out their parents are getting divorced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that happened a little, a little quickly. And I did kind of find it a little annoying. I was like, hey, wait a minute. Watch this movie. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I don't like that he locks his mom in the closet and makes her watch... A movie? The alternate cut of his family... Of the family vacation movie. Yeah. That was kind of weird. <laughs> It'd be funny. It's like... You just put on... You just put on Caddyshack for me. Oh, shit. Wrong film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like a Benny Hill movie. <laughs> She comes out laughing. It's like, oh, yeah, man, that Benny Hill's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the mom character could be kind of annoying at times. Yeah, I was like, why'd you get a monkey? I need it all laugh. It's like, who is that lady again? I can't I remember her. Know. She's good in the movie, but I kept thinking she was Carrie Mulligan, and I'm like, that's not it. You know something else? I really, I really like Paul Dano. Dude, he rules. I like that in any movie he's in, he's slightly unsettling. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's because I the only other movie I seen him in this year is Batman. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's kind of carrying over. He seemed uh, frightening in this movie at times. Mm-hmm. Like he was going to murder his family. <laughs> yeah, and I like the shape of his head. <laughs> he's got, he's a, got nice a very head. circle circular head. Yeah, his head's very interesting. Yeah, he like his mouth chin situation. He's got like a man dark from Dexter's laboratory head going on. <laughs> a little bit. Um I like Seth Rogen in this movie a lot. Yeah. I know you said you're okay on him, but Yeah. I think uh this is the move for him at this point. Yeah. How okay, let's talk about the bully characters though. The fact that he's got tandem bullies. Yeah. That look almost the same. No, the one guy looks like the little weasel type of bully. Yeah, like the, the fucked the up psychotic like, one. And then there's the, like like the, the stoic hunk guy. He probably got hit on the head with this U by four like 20 times a day for half a decade. I feel like he could have just had one bully. Yeah. And then he could just be like an anonymous. Because now you have to resolve both of them. You know? Yeah. And now so Why'd you make me look like that. Yeah. The one dude the 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 hot bully gets well, I don't know if he's hot, but you know. The the really popular bully. Yeah. 
he gets uh he gets embarrassed by how he's portrayed in like the end of the year class film, which was. I I guess they make make it make sense, but he just looks really cool. But I feel this. I don't know about your interpretation of like that scene where like the weasel bully shows up and they like get in a fight and they're yelling at each other. I yeah. felt like that was Steven Spielberg being like, "This is what movie criticism is." That scene's hilarious. It's a hard cut on his head, and he's got all the weird lights behind him. He's like, Fireball Man! And then he just gets beaten up by the other bully. I don't know. Did you feel that way? Yeah, maybe. I didn't really think about it like that. It, I I felt like the movie was half like autobiographical and then half movie about like allegory for making movies, kind of, or the artist's like journey. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, I tend to fuck with movies like that. I feel like what was unsaid, though, is like, uh, what you, like the bully has, like, is, is like insecure, obviously, or something, or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was pretty clear. The subtext of that was yeah. pretty clear. But also not, like... On the note. Yeah, yeah. You didn't come out and say, my dad, or something stupid yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I guess I liked. No tragic origin story. He's just like, you don't know what's going on with people all the time. Right. Um... But, you know, I feel like it was between those two boys, it was like an argument about like, you know, if a movie is evocative and makes you feel something, then it's good versus like, you know, I can't believe you liked that for superficial reasons. Something about superficiality versus being genuine. Yeah, I guess that is, I didn't think about it that way when I saw it. I like when he, when the one, when Logan... That's a good bully name, Logan. <laughs> yeah. Offers him the joint. At the, actually, maybe I didn't, that was pretty corny. I didn't like that scene at all. Yeah. I think I actually kind of ruined the scene a little <laughs> a bit. A little bit. <laughs> he was like, well, what's it make you feel like? He's like, "Like, what do you say? I don't even remember. Like I can control it. Oh, yeah. Something stupid that no one says about weed. And then uh, the Sammy is like, I don't know, dude. I'm already so fucked in the head. That if I smoked a joint, who knows what would, what crazy shit would come out. It sounds like something a nerd would say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which he is in that movie anyway, but like... He is. So I guess it's accurate, but it's like, I didn't want to hear that. Yeah, I guess you got a deeper read on that scene than I did. Other than, I, I guess I just glommed onto the obvious, like, oh, he's insecure. Yeah. I wonder if anyone else notices this. <laughs> and uh, I gotta say, I enjoyed that cameo at the end. Yeah, so here's my read on that. So at the end of the movie, he gets a job interview at CBS. And uh, they're, I don't know, they're talking about something like, it's like, but you don't really want to make TV. You, you're a movie guy. Yeah. He's like, well, I'll just take a start anywhere. And then somewhere in the conversation, he's like, uh, hey, how would you like to meet the greatest filmmaker of all time? His office is right down the hall. So they take him to this office. And then based on the photos, or the posters on the wall, you put together to John Ford. Well, maybe if you no movies you put it together it's a john ford uh office yeah but david lynch walks in so i like to think steven spielberg saying that david lynch is the greatest filmmaker of all time mm-hmm. i think that's valid i really wanted to make a joke when they said how would you like to go to the greatest filmmaker meet the greatest filmmaker of all time i was like oh they're taking him to Uwe Bull's office. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna show him how to make a proper video game adaptation yeah um or I thought it was going to be Roger Corman or something. Yeah. You know, someone like Steven Spielberg actually worked for. But John Cassavetes. 
in the in the fifties. Yeah, I, I'm sixties. Was it? Yeah, I was kind of unclear about like specific years because they didn't really use specific years. <laughs> yeah, but I, don't know, I kind of put together and, like by the end it was the sixties. Yeah. I thought that soup looked pretty good. What soup? <laughs> Paul Dano brought home soup. And it was in one of those like tall plastic like cylindrical oh. containers. I don't I didn't think about that. I was thinking about the soup. So what did you want to say about the theater experience? It's kind of weird, right? Why? Well, I felt bad cuz I made us move a row back and then those three people sat next to us. And I was like, oh my god, are we in their seats? Yeah. But we weren't. It was pretty quiet until that family walked in. And I didn't realize they had kids with them. Initially. Yeah. And then I kept hearing noise, and I kept looking behind me being like, what the hell is going on? Uh, Then I saw like a kid run down the stairs, and I was like, oh. There are children at this 9.30 on a Tuesday night showing of a two and a half hour movie that gets out at like midnight. That was one thing I was thinking about. That's like one thing about this movie that I don't think it's going to have mass appeal because I don't know, just how, like how appealing to someone who doesn't really care about the the career of Steven Spielberg, let alone any filmmaker. Yeah. How much appeal is this going to have for them? I feel like with most of his movies, at least post Jaws, like he, well, I don't want most of them, but he, I think he's made a handful of movies that he like wants, you know to be like family movies like E.T. or like Adventures of Tintin or I don't know Schindler's List, List. yeah yeah. Color Purple Amistad um, uh, yeah Color. Munich forgot about Color Purple um Jurassic Park Jurassic Park 2 Jurassic Park 3. I don't know if he directed Jurassic Park 3, actually. No, he didn't. Um, That's kind of that's about all I have to say. They, 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 once I realized there were children, I was like... They are probably bored out of their minds. Yeah, I was like, okay, I can't be annoyed. They're just kids being kids. Yeah. They probably had no interest in like, seeing this movie. Probably, well, they probably couldn't get a babysitter or something, you know? Yeah. Who brings a baby to the fableness? <laughs> I want that guy to be in every theater I ever am in. Who brings up bait? Yeah, tell that story before we go. I think I mentioned it before when I saw Spider-Man years and years ago. I think it was the first Spider-Man. Um, At the dollar show, there was a dude going like... He was reacting to a lot of shit on screen. I think he was probably, he, he you know, autistic or something. Mm-hmm. Um... So he couldn't help himself. I get it. But yeah, he would uh, Spider-Man would do Can't something cool and he'd be myself. like, "Yeah, go Spidey." Or Spider-Man's um, kicking Sandman's ass. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Anyway, yeah, there was a baby crying and he was loudly and like crankily like, "Who brings a baby to a movie?" <laughs> that was it. Uh I think my favorite instance of something like that was when I saw the Elton John movie a few years ago. Have I told you this story before? I, I think so. Where this guy was like reacting to all the... I mean, he also probably was couldn't help it, but like responding to all of the obvious beats of the movie. Oh, yeah. There's some gems in there. Like uh, like uh, he writes a 
yellow brick like he's like presenting yellow brick road to like studio execs and they're like we're sorry elton this just isn't commercial and the guy's like are you kidding me <laughs> those are all <laughs> solid hits <laughs> and then there's a scene where elton's in rehab and uh what's his uh oh did the thing just die uh no okay and then um What's his songwriting partner's name? Bernie some Bernie Sanders. Bernie yeah. Sanders shows up at the rehab with like a, I don't know, still standing or not still standing. Uh, guess that's why they call it the blues or something. Whatever his big combat song was, and uh, he's like, like that. "Well, I wrote this song for you. Well, I wrote this song for you, Elton. Just look it over." And then he walks away. He's like, and it cuts to him smiling, and he's like, oh, "He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he knows what he's doing." Yeah. <laughs> uh. Good stuff. Um, yeah, imagine that guy watching the Weird Ale movie. <laughs> what are, you, are you kidding me? Eat it, beat it came out before Eat It. <laughs> yeah. So you like that movie? Yeah, it was funny. I thought it was funny too. I like, especially like the, fir- the first half hour. I thought I told I you to shut up. When did you say that? No, that's a dad character. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <talking. laughs> Yeah, the first, like, half hour, I think, is just, like, it's solid gold. Yeah. Very good. Sorry, I'm checking rock news real quick. My laptop's about to die, so we are going to have to cut this in a minute, but, uh... What the... What is this fuck... Okay, this headline is, Home Alone Metal Cover, Heavier Than Kevin McAllister's Bricks. Not gonna be listening to that. No, I could care less. Heavier than his bricks, dude. Heavier than Kevin McAllister's balls, dude. <laughs> Vocalist of the Exploited <coughs> suffers suspected heart attack on stage. Aren't most heart attacks unexpected? Metallica's Master of Puppets featured in Fortnite video game. Okay. Naked Blink-182, What's My Age Again, Funko Pop Dolls are here. Okay. These sound, these don't even sound real. <laughs> like what? Kid Rock, a fave celeb for Russian trolls to impersonate online. Oh, okay, that sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah. That I'm not actually interested in that. <laughs> uh, there's somebody the top thirteen stage banter and the photo was of Kiss. Come on, everyone knows the top hip. top thirteen can stage banter. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Elvis found alive. All right. Well. <sighs> Not not any real good rock news this week. No. But uh, we're going to have to cut this episode short, unfortunately. But... uh, This is episode 99? This is 98, I believe. Okay, so we'll... Are we going to take next week off? Sure. Because I got something going on next Friday night. Uh, Next Saturday is Christmas Eve, and I got something going on that day. Yeah, what? Yeah, what could you have going on that day? Oh, I don't want to. I have to stop by the workshop. Hmm. Yeah, steel. Oh got us my God. Maybe we should watch. Okay, so we got two weeks. Maybe we should try to find a way to watch the mean one. Have you heard about this? 
the Grinch hor- the horror <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. How? What do you mean? Find a way? Is it hard to watch? I don't know. I mean, I know it's in theaters right now, but I don't think it's going to be for much longer. Yeah. Or maybe not. It's kind of seasonally inappropriate by the time we'll be done. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Yeah. So no ep- no episode next week probably. We got some uh, some stuff in the works for the new year. That's not a lie. Yeah, we're going to be funny again. 